I have a reflective question that I want you to think about as you work through this podcast with me. The question is, do you believe a sinning Christian can change? Let's say your Christian friend is struggling and seemingly cannot change. Something has caught him or maybe something has caught her. Do you believe your friend can change? Now, perhaps that person is your spouse, maybe. It could be your child or possibly a parent. Maybe there's somebody in your local church or within your sphere of influence who is stuck. According to Galatians 6.1 and 2, if a person is caught in any transgression, the idea of caught there, you would understand it in our modern language as Addiction. Something has come around and captured them. They are caught by sin. I'm talking about Christians, a brother or a sister, as much as you can subjectively understand that. And so here's my question for you in the podcast Do you believe a sinning Christian can change? Welcome to the podcast. This is Your Daily Drive, and I am Rick Thomas, and I'm so glad that you are here with me to join me for this podcast. As always, if you have any questions about any of our content, specifically this podcast, you're welcome to ask that question on our forums. If you have any question about anything else that pertains to life and godliness, you can ask that question too. It would be a joy to serve you. That is what we do. Do you know that we are cyber missionaries? We go all over the world. For the last half dozen years, we have been taking our resources into every country in the world. The practicalized gospel of Jesus Christ, helping Christians to live more effective lives. And I'm so glad that you are one of those Christians, that you benefit, that you listen to what we're doing This is Your Daily Drive, and as with all of our Your Daily Drive podcast, if you want to read the article, read a transcript of the podcast, you can do that. Go to our website, rickthomas.net. The title of this one, Do You Believe a Sinning Christian Can Change? And you can read this podcast. I have three other links here that may serve you as well. One is called... A few thoughts about an unchangeable situation. I put that article here because, well, you're going to say, I believe a sinning Christian can change. And then some of you are going to ask, well, what about an unchangeable situation? And then I have another article, five helpful marks to see if a person has changed. And then, of course, the person who is stuck and you want to help them In this process of transformation, I have a third article. How do you help a person get right with God? And so all three of those articles are linked here. It's 6,000 words of information in those three articles, and you're welcome to read them. And then I have a short video. It's about being patient. We all have to be patient with each other, especially when we're interacting with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are not changing. So let me get on with this, the title of the podcast, the article, that I'm quest- and the question that I'm asking you, do you believe a sinning Christian can change? Your answer to this question will reveal your view of the doctrine of sanctification. 
mainly how you view the process of change in a believer's life. What I really want to know is, do you have the God-centered confidence that the erring brother you hope will change can change? I didn't ask if you have confidence. Sometimes we can define confidence as self-confidence. No, I'm not asking that at all. I'm asking the faith question, and one of the synonyms for faith is confidence, but I want to make sure that we're on the same page, and so I say God-centered confidence. I give it a modifier. The confidence that we have, or the confidence that we should have, should be a faith-filled confidence. And so do you have the God-centered confidence that the erring brother you hope will change can change? Another way that you could ask this question, do you believe that God can transform this person? And here's a third way. Do you have faith in the process of change for this individual? There is a process of change called progressive sanctification. Change is a process. Oh, we can change in a moment of time, but we're always a work in progress, and so it takes time for us to change gradually, incrementally, progressive sanctification And you want to have faith for this entire process. And so do you have faith in the process of change for this individual? That's important because you may want the person to change completely and fully to what you prefer right now. Rarely does anybody do that. It's always a process. And so while you may have faith that they will change on a dime, meaning quickly, Well, I'm asking, do you have faith for the process of change for this individual? Now, there's only one right answer to the questions that I've been asking you, and that answer is a definite yes. There cannot be any other answer, and you must believe the answer is yes if you're going to think rightly about the process of change in a believer's life. If you believe anything other than yes, you will not think rightly about the process of change in a believer's life. Now, I am not saying the person will change. These ideas about transformation are not for the unchanging person, but for those who associate with the individual caught in sin or the individual who is not where you wish they were at this moment. So, This podcast is not about the unchanging person. This podcast is about you. God has faith for change. God knows that Christians do change. The operative word from my title in this article here, Do You Believe a Sinning Christian Can Change? The operative word is the word brother. We are coming from a brother or sister, for that matter. We are coming from a brother or sister perspective. We're talking about an erring brother. What does that mean? It means he's a believer, meaning he is a Christian. The person who needs to change is a Christian. The second point is, well, God is a finisher. God is clear about what he starts, he finishes. 
You can listen carefully to Paul's words in Philippians 1.6 when it says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And so the big idea and the title is we're talking about Christians. Do you believe a Christian can change? And the implied idea in the title, because they are a Christian, we know that God is a finisher. He completes what he starts. You could say that God has faith in the process of change in a Christian's life. The Lord does have faith. The Lord will finish what he starts. He will complete the process that he started at the point of regeneration or at the point of salvation, do you believe? The process of change can happen in an erring brother or sister's life. Paul had faith for change. One of the places where we see this is how he interacted with the rowdy Corinthian Christians. They were sending their brains out. Many people in that church body were just dysfunctional Perhaps you know a dysfunctional friend. I know you do. You better. You should. You shouldn't be one of those isolating Christians that don't know problematic people. Sin was around every corner in the Corinthian church. And many of these people were going headstrong into their licentious lust. It was an awful church context with many erring brothers and sisters before Paul brought his corrective care to this erring bunch of believers, here's what he said. Here's verses 4 through 9 in 1 Corinthians. Some of the most profound words written about and to dysfunctional, sinning, erring, caught believers, Paul said, I give thanks. That's how he begins. I give thanks to my God always. That's pretty hard for us, isn't it? When we think about the erring person in our life. I thank God. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Jesus Christ. Again, we're talking about believers. That in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you. Listen to Paul's confidence. He goes on to say, his God-centered confidence, he goes on to say, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. He finishes with, again, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. He finishes with this. Notice where he puts his confidence. He says, God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you feel Paul's faith for the process of change in these erring brothers and sisters Paul not only loved them, and you do feel his love. I mean, he just starts out that way, really high. He starts out high, and he never he never dips. He just stays strong all the way through these few verses. 
and you do feel his love for them. But he had more than love for them. He had faith in God for them. Now, that's a key idea. His faith was in God for them. His faith was not in them. His faith was in God for them. You can sense his affection, his love, his care, confidence that God was going to do good things for them. I want you to listen to his attitude. And I'm going to share some of the things that he just shared here in 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 9. I'll give you a few bullet points. Just pull them out of that text. And I want you to listen And as you listen, I want you to examine your heart as you compare Paul's faith for change with your faith for the unchanging person in your life. How how would the person listening to your commentary on them, what would they feel? Would they feel these things as the Corinthians were feeling these things that Paul was sharing with them? Here are a few of the bullet points. I give thanks to my God always for you. Is that what your erring brother and sister feel from you? He says, Paul says, I know the grace that God gave to you. Number three, the Lord has enriched you. Number four, there's a confirmation of the testimony about Christ among you. Number five, you do not lack in any spiritual gift. Number six, the Lord Jesus will sustain you. Number seven, you will be guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's interesting about this statement that Paul makes about the Corinthians who are, who are uh, full of foolishness in the present tense, unchanging in the present tense. He's looking off in eternity, and he knows I mean, this, this idea, this statement that he makes here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, you will be guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, ties directly to Philippians 1.6, where he said God will complete that which he has begun. And now you see that idea of Philippians 1.6. You feel Paul's faith for these people as he practicalizes it in the Corinthians' lives. He says, you will be guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God will finish what he started. And then finally, number eight, he says God is faithful. Why? Because he has called you. If he has called you, he will be faithful in working in your life. God has faith for change. Paul has faith for change. Do you have faith? I'm not suggesting your struggling friend will change today or within your timeline, whatever your timeline may be. It may be decades before he or she fully realizes all that the Lord has for them. But the question for this podcast is not about when will this person change. I'm asking you if you believe in the faithfulness of God to finish what he starts, no matter how slow that process must be. Here are a few questions I want to ask you as I wrap up this podcast. Now, if you want to read this, it is a short article, rickthomas.net. Do you believe a sinning 
Christian can change? That is a loaded question that I'm asking you because if you read all of that, uh, all of that title, if you read all of this article in the context of what I'm asking you, it really does not only examine your heart, but it will dig deeply into how you think about those people who aren't changing, uh, who are not changing that, those people that you know. And so here are three questions that I want to ask you. Do your friends whom you bring corrective care to know that you believe the things listed that I shared with you, those eight things that I shared with you? Do they know that you believe those things about them? I give thanks to my God always. I know the grace of God that God, I know the grace that God gave to you. The Lord has enriched you. There's a confirmation of the testimony of Christ among you. You do not lack in any spiritual gift. The Lord will sustain you. You'll be guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God is faithful because he has called you. Do your friends whom you bring corrective care to know that you believe these things about them? Number two. Are they more aware of your impatient correction or the faith that you have for them, knowing that God can change them? And then finally, question number three, what do they sense more from you? A belief that they will never change or your God-centered awareness that the Lord can bring transformation I am not centering my questions to you on what might happen or what you hope will happen because I know that if you love them, I know what you want to happen. I know what you hope will happen. You will hope this person will change. And even more so, depending on the relationship that you have with them, if it is a spouse or a separated spouse or an ex-spouse or a child currently in the home or a wayward child that's not in the home, I know what you want. I know what you want to happen. It's the same thing I would want to happen. But I'm not centering my questions on what might happen or what you hope will happen. I am speaking exclusively about the condition of your heart as you think about the unchanging person. And so this podcast is directly to you. It has nothing to do with the hopeful, actual, future transformation of the person. It has everything to do with how you are thinking about them right now and what they feel from you, your attitude and your words. If we don't get our attitude and our words correct about the people that we want to correct— that we hope will change, well, we can blunder the process. And so they need to feel our faith for the process of change, whether they change or not. Now, if you want to talk about this podcast, I would love to chat with you. Come to our website, rickthomas.net. We have free community forums. We are cyber missionaries, and if you can get to the Internet, you can ask us freely any question that you have, and it would be a joy to serve you. Thanks for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.